This is Andrew Lewis with Black Metal Strength Training, and today I'm going to go over nutrition for strength training and conditioning. This is one of the most common topics that's brought up and uh, questioned, in part because it is one of uh, the subtopics of the three fundamentals of strength training, which is stress recovery adaptation. And this is in the recovery section, uh, which basically comes down to nutrition and sleep and stress to another another degree. My first recommendation for everyone regardless of goal is if they are strength training they are going to try to eat a lot of protein. And what does a lot of protein mean? It means a gram of protein for every pound of body weight. Very simple math. You can figure out that if you are a 200 pound man or woman, you're going to have to eat 200 grams of protein a day. And just to give you an idea of scale, it's about two pounds of chicken. It's a little under two pounds of chicken, chicken breast. Doesn't mean you need to eat two pounds of chicken breast a day, but I'm just trying to give you an idea of what is 200 pounds or 200 grams of protein look like. People are going to think that this is a little excessive, and it is not. It works really well, and in fact, if you can go even above that, that's good too. It's even better. The reason this is so important is because protein is the uh, the medium, the, the the base material by which you are able to rebuild your muscles and create bigger muscles. So if you don't have the protein, you can't do that as effectively. It's a little more complicated than that, but that's kind of the short version. Getting 200 grams of protein a day is really difficult, and people ask me, can I, can I use whey powder? And I say, you absolutely, I highly recommend it. I do, I have been for the past 10 years, it works really well. It's very challenging to eat uh, 200 grams of protein a day, but uh, you know, 140 grams of protein is a lot more manageable. Um, because if you are eating 140 grams of food, protein in food a day, and 60 grams in whey powder and milk, it's not so bad. That basically comes down to three meals with uh, 43 grams of protein per meal, which is a lot more manageable. Or, uh, you know, 30 grams of protein per meal for uh, four and change meals. So that's going to be the first recommendation. Let's get that get that food. Uh, it's not a problem with whey powder. If you're going to buy whey powder or any protein powder, I recommend that it's whey, whey isolate, or whey concentrate. If you get the whey concentrate and it upsets your stomach or, frankly, gives you uh, diarrhea, try the, uh, the, whey the whey isolate, or I'm sorry, the uh, whey uh, casein, casein whey. It it's, breaks down a little slower and it is going to upset your stomach a little less. So if the whey concentrate, the whey isolate upsets your stomach a little bit, try the casein. Other than that, um, all other protein powder is suboptimal. Whey is the best, it's the cheapest, it's the most bioavailable, it's excellent. Now if you cannot, uh, for whatever reason, eat whey powder because you are completely intolerant to dairy, then other options exist, but know that they are just not as good. But they're, they're fine. 
They're just not, they're not as good. The older and the less male that you are, the higher protein and the higher quality protein you are going to need. So for people, I would say over the age, for males, well really anyone over the age of uh, 50, you're going to need whey powder because it's, at that point it is not um, a supplement, it is mandatory in order to have enough protein. As far as women, having a ton of protein is still important, but unlike men, women can't just eat uh, 300 grams of protein and extrude that into progress. Whereas with men, especially younger men, they can eat a ton of protein and a ton of food and it will just turn right into muscle, metaphorically. It doesn't work for that way uh, for women or for older men, so you have to be a little more discerning on how you eat. But the protein still needs to be high. Just know that it's not going to be as effective as for your younger male counterparts. The next uh, macro that we're going to talk about is carbs. And protein is one of the macronutrients along with carbs and fat. And carbs get a very bad rap because people think that carbs are bad for you, carbs make you fat, carbs are bad for diabetics. And obviously these are not, these are not even whole truths or even, uh, even really partial truths. The thing that is a problem with carbs is the type of carb and the quantity of carb. So um, a diabetic who uh, eats a pound of candy is going to have a tough time. Let's just say that. It's not going to be great. Because the main issue, issue with diabetics is the ability to regulate blood glucose. Um, you do that using insulin. If you're diabetic, your ability to produce insulin is either minimized or non-existent. So as you spike that blood sugar, your insulin, your pancreas cannot respond to uh, release enough insulin to respond to it. But diabetics can consume carbs in reasonable quantities with their blood glucose under control. Notice I said candy. I didn't say bread. Those are clearly two different things. So you have complex carbs like bread, like starch in potatoes and other legumes, other tubers, sorry. And then of course you have what people usually think of as sugars, which are simple carbohydrates opposed to the complex carbohydrates. These are going to be your sucrose and your fructose and your glucose, but basically your sugars. A lot of are in fruits and a lot are in obviously table sugar and other sweet things. You're going to get artificial sugars or at least um, artificial is not the right term, manufactured. It's not to say that it's unnatural, it's just deliberately made a specific way. The complex carbs are essential in your ability to do a long workout and to have the fuel to get through a workout and, and actually get your lifts done. Um, simple sugars are, are good too, uh, but they're not as important as complex carbs in my opinion. And so having a lot of candy or even a ton of fruit is not going to benefit you as much as 
Um, if you think about what a marathoner would eat, like a lot of spaghetti and potatoes and oats and wheat bread, all that stuff's good. But by the same token, or on the flip side of this, you, you don't need to gorge yourself on complex carbs. Having the right amount is going to be good, and uh, depending on uh, your body weight and your specific goals, you're going to have to skew that. But you definitely do not want to have no complex carbs when you're lifting. It is very fashionable and popular in the, the moment, especially in the last decade, to do keto, where you basically have almost no carbs of, of either variety. And anyone who has done this has noticed that they are not particularly hungry, but they are physically exhausted all of the time and muscularly fatigued. Uh, keto is a very challenging diet to uh, make progress in strength training on. I do not recommend it. I recommend that you eat complex carbs and eat your protein, of course. As far as fat, uh, fat is important for a variety of bodily functions, but in the context of strength training, it's mostly just a filler for calories. So if you have the number of complex carbs that you want and you're eating enough protein, the fat is going to just kind of get carried along and uh, whatever you end up with that is what you end up with. So for example, if someone has is eating 100 or 1500 uh, calories in uh, protein and carbs and they are on a 2000 calorie diet, then the balance is going to make up the fat. The 500 remaining calories is going to come from fat. Uh, it's going to be about uh, four and a half grams of, or sorry, uh, 45 grams of fat, which is a, is a modest number. So uh, similarly, you don't want to overdo it if you are uh, trying to lose weight, if you're trying to maintain your weight, all that's going to go into the calories. The calories are what determine if you lose or gain weight. So if you're trying to gain weight, you're eating enough protein, you need to bump those calories up. You need to eat some potatoes, you need to put some butter on those potatoes, you need to put some butter on that butter. And you need to eat a lot. So if you are trying to maintain weight or lose weight while lifting, you're gonna to need to drop that back a little bit. You might be on a 500 calorie deficit, 200 calorie deficit, 1000 calorie deficit, depends on how aggressive you wanna be. Uh, right now, I'm currently putting my clients on 500 calorie deficits to start because you can make almost immediate, immediate gains on the uh, fat loss, the body fat loss. You do it for a short period of time and then you take a little break. So you get that kind of immediate uh, positive feedback and then you're able to kind of take a break from it and start again if you like. Um, I've tried the slower or the, the lower um, calorie deficits in the past and they don't seem to work as quickly and people become demoralized pretty quickly if, uh, if they're not seeing that progress. So I've switched to a more aggressive uh, weight cutting approach. As far as anything else, you know, that, that's kind of the important stuff. You need to keep your, your fiber uh, high as well. And by high, I mean um, appropriate. So 40 to 50 grams a day. Uh, you definitely don't want to have no fiber. And I'm honestly not aware of the detriments of having too much fiber. But you want to have fiber in your diet. So make sure you're doing that as well. The other potential uh, nutritional aspects you may be interested in are that you want to take creatine monohydrate, 
comes in powder form. Don't get the creatine hydrochloride. It is, uh, over it is overly expensive and is not significantly better. Creatine monohydrate is fine. If you have normal kidney function, it's not going to destroy your kidneys. It's not going to do anything to you. Take five grams a day, every day. You don't need to do a loading phase. And you will see immediate benefit from that within the first uh, couple days. Uh, I also recommend caffeine for people who like caffeine prior to working out. I, I usually have some caffeine between 30 and 10 minutes before lifting and then during lifting. I like coffee. I used to do a pre-workout, but that was mostly just to wake me up when I was working 70 hours a week. Uh, and if you find that you like pre-workout for the caffeine's sake, that's fine, you know. But uh, most pre-workout is is nothing more than uh, just a lot of caffeine and a couple of other amino acids and BCAAs, which are fine, but not required. If you have any questions, please let me know. I hope this was helpful. Again, I cannot stress enough. You need to be getting the protein and you need to be making sure you're eating some complex carbs. Do not uh, do keto while you're trying to strength train, while you're trying to do conditioning. It's not going to go well. So thank you for listening. You, you, know, you could be doing anything else at this time and appreciate you listening to me uh, you know, lecture for 14 minutes, 13 and a half, 14 minutes, when you could be choosing to do anything else with your life. So I hope this has been helpful, and uh, get out there and lift.